Welcome back, everyone. Tragically, we are on part two of The Sinister Six, our special little tangent in which we're going to be watching some randomly selected bad movies. Mm. Uh, now, last week, uh, to kind of initiate everyone to this new tradition, uh, Jonathan, you know, gave me the grab bag. Mm. I picked Popeye, which was apparently the, uh, you know... The classy pick. The classy pick. <laughs> um, and it was it was quite unpleasant. But now uh, we're forged in spinach, so... Yes, of course. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, so... As per the structure of this, now he will be picking from my assortment. <laughs> um, and we'll see what happens. But mm. before we get into that, mm. and as well as a few, uh, you know teases um do we have any news to cover news 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 i have two video games didn't make it far in both but love in both mm -hmm. because as i told dan off show off camera off mic that the way i play rpgs is slow and steady and both persona 5 strikers and bravely default 2 offer me the chance to do just that to grind in the comfort without feeling the constraints of the story pressing me forward yes um so i enjoy both i will update you when major plot occurrences occur but mm -hmm. it's going to be slow going from there. And that's the only video game news I have. I think there was one other thing, but I can't quite remember it. Um, we did, of course, watch a two Disney-related things this week. I assume that you finished a series that we were... Oh, yeah. yes, yeah. And yeah. Um, we did watch a movie that's Disney-adjacent. Um, I guess we'll start with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Raya and the Last Dragon? Is that the title? Yes. Um, very good. I enjoyed it. We saw it. It was yeah. interesting. Um, very... I mean, I don't like to compare things. It felt kind of like Avatar The Last Airbender sort of vibes. No, definitely. Yeah. It felt very much like uh like like an Avatar world type setup. Mm -hmm. Even even like a like a decent RPG type setup. Mm -hmm. The way that the places are named and yeah, but very very strong Avatar Last Airbender vibes. Mm. Um I enjoyed it. I think it I mean, it didn't drag. It was 2 hours. It eh. was fluid. It was <laughs> Way better than Mulan. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Leagues better than Mulan. Yeah. Um. So I'm happy for that. I think it's a good showing for Kelly Marie Tran, who yeah. has finally received credit and love, even though she deserved it before. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just happy to see that. And Aquafina's a joy, as always, voicing a, a dragon. Yeah, I mean, great cast. There's great, a kung fu baby. You know, art stuff. I mean... I didn't think it was fantastic, mm. but I 
I really liked the characters. I really liked the little five-man band that they had going, mm-hmm. uh, Dragon very, included. Yeah, very Journey to the West. Um, <laughs> I think it could have benefited from being longer, actually. Mm. I know it was like two hours, but mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, it would have been cooler to spend some more time with these characters. Mm. Um, such that, like, the final, you know, not to spoil anything, but so that the final thing kind of makes a little more sense. You know, and, and maybe see... Maybe see them mix up the the dragon stuff a little bit too, because mm-hmm. because, um, I mean, in terms of like in flashbacks and stuff, we see all the the dragons are kind of like palette swaps of Pingu the dragon of Aquafina's dragon, <laughs> and you know, I I feel like with all the mythology you can take from it, it it's it's like uh, I mean, people are people are talking about it, like they're they're talking about how it kind of blends together a lot of like different cultures into one mm-hmm. you know again like an avatar the last airbender type setting mm. and you know as i think as anime fans we we more or less approve of that because yes. we've watched a lot of things that kind of take like a fantasy kitchen sink approach to like you know yeah so it would have been interesting i think to see them lean a little bit more into the differences between those places so that mm-hmm. we could have like there were some obvious standouts but again i think i think it you know, and this is the first time I've said this about anything on Disney Plus. It could have stood to be like longer. I mm. think. Um, Don't let the mouse hear you. <laughs> you know, so I mean, another shocking revelation was I, I found out that Matt didn't like Frozen Two. <laughs> oh, Matt hates Frozen Two, whereas Why? you love Frozen Two. <laughs> Why does he hate that movie? I, uh, yet again, and I'm in the middle. <laughs> I can't choose a side because I can see advantages from both. <laughs> You know, if you're sitting on the fence to choose. <laughs> you know what? The Dan, people can't yell at you if you don't make a decision. <laughs> but I, I definitely like this approach. I like that. You know, on the one direction we have something like Soul, where Pixar is going back to what they seem to excel at, which are like these contained, intimate stories that are like about the human psyche and emotion. Yes, mm-hmm. and then Disney can kind of use their stuff to tell like stories again mm-hmm. to tell like these adventure epics yeah mm-hmm. and and i think that those two you know at some point in the dark period of the early 2000s they like attempted to switch that off mm-hmm. like pixar we're gonna do franchises and then disney was like we're gonna do home on the range and then it all spiraled out of control for a bit mm-hmm. but i i you know i i hope that this is signaling like this new era of mm-hmm. disney can go back to being like grandiose stuff and then pixar can go back to being like you know because i haven't been disappointed by any of these animated movies yet hmm. you know raya soul like like yeah. th- these offerings so far i'm like Please okay do. i'll <laughs> I'll show up and watch these. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is not like Incredibles two. Mm-hmm. This is like this feels real. So. Yeah. Meanwhile, we've got live action Pinocchio cooking, and it scares me. <laughs> so, yep. <you> got <laughs> Turn on the oven light. Oh, yeah. <laughs> little wooden boy will combust. Dan. Um, uh, adjacent to this, well, aren't there aren't oh. there aren't there like multiple Pinocchio things? In oh, the... there's like ten different Pinocchio things. There's the the guy who's like in that original live action, the Italian who was in Life is Beautiful, and his name is this, Roberto, uh, whatever his name is. He's he redid it again, another yeah. live action version where I think he's Pinocchio this time instead of Geppetto or 
something, and it hmm. it's been getting middling reviews. Then Pat McHale and Guillermo have a Netflix adaptation cooking up that we thought was long dead, but I researched, and apparently it's still coming. And then the Disney one. And then the Disney live action one, which the teaser made it look like it was just a 3D animated Pinocchio version of the original, but apparently it's going to be live action? I don't know what they're cooking up. I mean, I love whenever Pinocchio comes on, his little Italian puppet boy. You might get the year of Pinocchio then. <laughs> like year of Luigi. <laughs> if they got all this cooking up, I, they got like, well, the, the year yeah. of Luigi. Yeah, was famously. a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There was no greater year. The harvest came in. Water the... was abundant. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. World S- peace. Skies were clear. <laughs> uh, you know. Then the dark day came. <laughs> Everything with the Luigi stamp is selling for tens of thousands. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. So. <laughs> uh, but Year of Pinocchio. Um, as I was saying, adjacent to Avatar, we learned, I think this week or last week, and we forgot to bring it up, that the Avatar team has made their own production studio. Yes. Instead of following through with a live-action Netflix deal, which, good on them. Love that. Oh, Love no. See that. I'm, I'm rejoicing yeah. about that. I, I didn't, again, because there was so much news last week with mm. our, like, the direct and the mm-hmm. everything else, state mm. of play, all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would be immensely relieved if they're not doing the Netflix thing anymore. Because mm-hmm. um, I've explained this to many people, but <laughs> I did not have a good feeling about that. You didn't? <laughs> like, I, again, like, with, with these fantasy animated settings... You gotta have some wonder. You, you mm-hmm. gotta get, like, the scale correct. And, you know, in my mind, I was trying to picture, okay, what is this Netflix Avatar series going to look like? And I pictured something made for, like, $30. Uh, the Fire Nation will be portrayed as, like, an abandoned, like, uh, metal plant outside Ontario. Mm-hmm. Because they could film there. And then the Water Tribe will be the woods near that yep. smelting plant in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, the Earth Kingdom will also be, be there. there. Um, and they don't have to film the Air Nomad yeah, temples. It could because, be just green screen. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it would be made for like $30. Mm. And they would hire like the third unit director from X-Men Dark Phoenix. And then they would do a bunch of interviews where they're like, we really like Ong and Katora, and we just we were so excited to bring this story to life with the avatars and the and the Zukos and the the you know yeah. all of it in the wind. Yeah, I love Soka, you know. And then and I'm like, okay, I played it out in my head. I pl- I fucking I predicted the future down to the T of what that timeline was going to look like. Yeah. Can't believe we got Roseanne Barr as Appa. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, she was under contract from something else, so we figured put her in the, the yeah, Avatar my back, show. Gang. And, and, yeah, that's what. It, no, that's what it would be. But and I'm like, so when we got that announcement, I'm like, oh, thank fuck, <laughs> thank Don't fuck. There. That's the smart thing to do. Mm. That's you know, it it can thrive in an animated format. Mm. Um, the last thing that I have to talk about, I'm sure you can take the charge on this, is WandaVision concluded. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did have a few questions, but you answered them for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was a, a touching, heartwarming, like, narrative on grief and getting over mm-hmm. that, which yeah. I loved. I thought that these characters would stick around, but knowing Marvel, they can bring them back again somehow, some way, if they need to. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um... Last week, when we discussed the ongoing news and such, 
uh, I probably came off as a Marvel shill mm-hmm. uh, to the extent that I'm like, you know, they keep their promises, they can do no. But I'm not saying they can't do any wrong. But in terms of the payoffs that I like, like, it's been a long time since Wanda was introduced. Mm-hmm. She she showed up in Age of Ultron, which I think was 2015. And ever since then, she's kind of been, all through all these traumatic events, She she's never really gotten to, to like, shine as, like, a central character. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as such, she... Her, her costume has always been, like, her, like, civilian wear. She's been, you know, she clearly doesn't like the the public facing stuff that the Avengers do and you know that's been her role and then to have this show kind of bring her into her own and she gets her full glow up in the in mm-hmm. the you know Scarlet Witch costume Scarlet Witch costume mm-hmm. with the headpiece and, and I'm like this is this is a payoff this is like all of her character development has led to here mm-hmm. to like a fully well mostly fully realized okay. version of her of her comic book self mm-hmm. like this uh, could have been know. a movie yeah this series you know so that's that's what i mean when i like like i am not i i don't want anyone to leave anyone with the impression that i think marvel studios is perfect no they have had ups and downs like any studio but at the very least they are good at paying off like the bigger plot points mm. you know and and you know they always keep track of where their characters are and what they're up to, and that's what I, you know, I like the living world aspect of it. Mm-hmm. You know, even if things dip occasionally, yeah. you know, so. And how topical it is that that's the way you would punish me. You're gonna play the character that you were cast as, Jonathan. No. <laughs> Don't make me go back. Well, <laughs> well, hey, <howdy>. neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> Looking hot. <laughs> You'll do television acting. <laughs> no. <laughs> You'll be in an NBC Live musical. Oh, good, but it will be Rent. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I'm, you know, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff, you know, in the. I think pretty soon Falcon and Winter Soldier will be premiering. I don't know if that's going to be your cup of tea, but I would recommend checking it out. I mean, I'll give it a watch. Um, give it a gander. You know, and which again is a chance for Falcon and and Winter Soldier, obviously, to kind of also come into their own mm. in the spotlight. You know, mm-hmm. uh, again, uh, these are all great opportunities. So mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yep. Well, that's all I have to talk about this week. Do you have anything to add? Um, the only anime, you know, the only direct anime news that you know, I have been watching some anime this past week, Ooh. but they are things for the podcast. Uh, so I'm not going to. to yeah, I'm not going to. Uh, I'm going to keep those cards close to the chest for the time being. Mm-hmm. Um. As I was live tweeting to you, I was watching like the the Pokemon episodes on Netflix. Yes, they reached the point where they dubbed um, season two or something. Yeah, like they dubbed mm-hmm. uh, the, the whole Chairman Rose thing, you know. And it's 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 still enjoyable. It's still again, it's, you put it on for like casual viewing. Yeah. They you know they give Chairman Rose like I'm pretty sure it's the guy who voices Kizaru in the dub, mm-hmm. and he's like you know. I, I intend to make a beautiful future where no one wants for energy. You know, because mm-hmm. again, they had a they had the stupid plot in the games, mm-hmm. but it's like you know he, they, they like I, I I would assume when when people like I don't know how this installment, um, I mean I guess on here on Netflix and in other countries on Netflix it doesn't really matter, but I I don't know how it's doing in terms of like Japan TV mm-hmm. ratings, but I sincerely enjoy this whole installment. Like it. 
Like, I guess they anticipated that the next game after Sword and Shield was going to be, like, the Sinnoh remakes and then Arceus Legends, or Legends Arceus or whatever, and, you know, so they they have this whole free-roaming, globe-trotting thing, and I I think that that lends itself so much nicer to the the Pokémon world. Mm. Like, they're throwing in characters who've never gotten animated before, Wickstrom shows up running, like, a a stupid medieval times castle attraction Mm. that he sword fights with people in and it's like like okay this is like you you've introduced so much content you can just play around in it now and it's like i i prefer that to like the kind of railroaded aspect it used to have so i don't know if if, you know how much longer this format is going to stick around Mm -hmm. if it if it's going to switch up at some point but if this was the plan to like make a longer running series for this stretch where you know there's not a new gen coming or no new content coming, mm. then I and I'd be okay with that. I'd mm. be this is this is fine. It works as like a slice of life building adventure yeah. thing. So um and yeah, I think that's I think that's the only hmm. real recommendation I had to drop. Well I have a tangent. Okay. I don't know how well this is gonna go, but I'm gonna lob the softball anyway. Uh my tangent also relating to Sinister Six. Ooh. Were there any near misses that you feel disclosed to reveal on this? I have a few that we probably won't watch, and I feel confident in sharing their names, but were there any movies that you thought about putting in the bag and the hat and you drew back at the last second, you said, No, this is for a different time, perhaps? Yes. Hmm. Um I I'm fairly certain it's not going to be showcased here, mm-hmm. um, because I've looked into it, you know, and it wasn't actually that critically poorly received, yeah. um, but one that was almost in the pot and has been eliminated. Like, I, I would say that my overall pot has, like, six yeah, in it now. Yeah, I would say the same for me. Yeah. You know, uh, and this this was, like, the seventh one, and I'm pretty sure I'm taking it out of rotation, and it was the Hercules movie from 2014. Uh... Oh, um, mm. <laughs> but apparently people didn't hate it. Like mm. it, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't hated to the extent that I thought it was. You know, it's a Brett Ratner movie. He's mm. he's kind of a scumbag, and, and it's like I'm like, eh, you know. And then they, you know, there was famously a whole beef where they very much upset and burnt bridges with the guy who created the comic book series that it's based on. Um, in order, because they didn't want to make Hercules bisexual. Huh. So they, they, like, burnt bridges with him, even though the final script doesn't really, you know, like, he doesn't have a necessary love interest in that movie. As far as I remember, like, it's not, it's, like, the crux of the plot is not... There's no Megara? (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) So, it's like, okay, so you started all that shit for nothing that impacted the movie. Um... And it's a very... There's a lot of imagery in that movie that feels wasted on it. Mm. Like, the whole thing with Hercules in that movie is that he was, like, a very strong dude who has, over the years, built up, like, this mythical quality based on stories that are, like, mm-hmm. told about him. And then, But then, as you flash back through it, like, it does, like, camera and forced perspective tricks to see that, like... You know, when he fought the Hydra, he was actually fighting several assassins who were, like, snaking their way through a swamp. Mm -hmm. 
and then like eight of them jumped out and he fought them in in one and there's another part where these guys are are charging on like huge horses and from the silhouette in the distance like with the sun like mm-hmm. altering it they look like centaurs hmm. but then as you they get closer and the camera angle shifts they're just, just a dude on horse they're just a dude on a horse and I, and yeah. like I like that like that's like I don't know why that is in, like wasted on this movie mm. but it was interesting shit like that it was mm. like you know like I like that demythification thing like what what someone like a like a like a you know just a regular person in these legends would yeah. have seen and then yeah. and then described yeah. as like a monster <laughs> and I'm like okay and so with that and the fact that it it apparently wasn't hated like my other movies, um, I decided, yeah, I'm not gonna, yeah. I'm not gonna throw this in there. So mm. uh, that's a big one. There's a few, mostly relating to things that we previously watched on, uh, at least I did on Nightcaps at the Theater mm-hmm. that were near misses, including Moulin Rouge, which uh-huh. I think Dan would have been oh, <laughs> very traumatized <laughs> by. But that's one of my favorites that I love to hate and mm-hmm. hate to love at the same time. Um, Houseu was on the list, but Houseu's far too good. Yeah. I think oh, yeah. yeah. How Sue will be a Halloween pick down the line for both of us because we both thoroughly enjoyed that movie, even though it's considered a flop. It's a Criterion flop. Yeah. It's beautiful in its yeah. own right. So that was on the list for like a hot second, not very long. Um, I have a lot of John Waters picks, but mm-hmm. I don't want to traumatize you because, of course, on my other podcast, we watched uh, Female Trouble um, and uh, Polyester, which the John Waters movies, some of them are like really body like there's nudity yeah. there's sex there's this shown pastorally on screen and i don't want to offend you but when i think bad movie in a loving way i think of a john waters oh, film. well yeah but people like I- i've never sat down and watched oh, one yet but yeah. the you know like even the even well, i the mean red- if you want to see like someone eat divine eat shit or a chicken get beheaded or well, people transmitting you know certain diseases but through... that was like the red the red letter media guy like yeah. one of them Jay, they did uh pink flamingos yeah. yeah and they talk about like it's like this like the weirdos just embracing yeah. being weird yeah. and, and that's the thing and i, I don't want to yeah. push you away but it's good to know that they're there um hopefully if we ever get a desperate living uh cut <laughs> i will mm-hmm. show that because Oh boy, there's some trauma to unpack there. But I, like I said, I have an endearing spot for John Waters, yeah. and I didn't want to toss him in there. Eh, yeah. Popeye didn't scare me from this podcast. <laughs> I <laughs> <laughs> then surely you're stronger than I did. Um, but yeah, there's a few in the pot, always cooking there. Like Dan said in the intro of this episode, I think we're gonna go back to anime, and this will be something we'll bring up every six or so episodes down the pipe Yeah, when we're in the mood. Yeah. Um, we don't want to make this, like, one overtake the other, and this is an anime podcast at heart. Oh, no, and yeah. we, we emphasize, like, this is yeah. certainly an anime podcast, yes. but we... And next week we will be returning to anime. Yeah, and, and, the, and the Pokemon movies, um, for, for me at least, we, like, I, I tried to go ham with the notes yes. on those. Those were those were very much our criterion, yeah. like, showcases. Mm-hmm. So doing something chill like this every once in a while like we you know we can we can be lazier but we can get some laughs yes. out of it yeah. so it's and, it's and it's a good yeah. release for us too because it's another passion we enjoy yeah so yeah yeah uh, before i, I I'm, I'm delaying the inevitable and drawing the name out of this hat uh i have to remember that we neglected to mention tasting time for those who might enjoy papa <laughs> is there anything any semblance to that movie uh from last week that you can recommend or stay far away from um <laughs> I I don't have a specific person to recommend it to. Yeah. I would say 
it belongs in like a the, museum in the whole. <laughs> Well, in a museum in the wing of, like, bizarre pre-modern mm-hmm. cartoon adaptations. Because yeah. it wasn't the only one. There were... If you go searching through the wikis and such, mm-hmm. there were bizarre fucking movies that were made to cash in on weird properties that you're like, how did this get, you know, like... The green light. You know, like, there was there was a show... Um, uh, it was it was a sitcom that was on uh, early two thousands called Yes Dear, mm-hmm. uh, fairly eh sitcom. But I I always watched it like after school or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the main character worked at a film studio, and it it provided all of these like in jokes about the Hollywood system that I I think you know being older and looking back through film history mm-hmm. are very true. Like the the main boss is kind of an idiot, and he like rejects the offer to do the Spider-Man movie so he can pour all of the studio's funds into a live-action Andy Cap. Hmm. And that's what I think. Of. Like, that's what I, I think of, of things. Like, like yeah. oh, there were studio executives oh, who yeah. did shit like that. Like, we're going to put everything on this Popeye movie and build one of the most elaborate sets in film history you know, to, you know... Every day, I thank God that Bill didn't sell out Calvin and Hobbes. Oh, I yeah. praise God for that oh, one blessing yeah. that he did not, and hopefully will never, because that would destroy me, Dan. No, that that would be it. Yeah. Like, that would be like I I think I've said this before on this very podcast is that what what would be it for me in terms of what Holly? You know, saw Garfield got the treatment, so <laughs> you know Calvin and Hobbes would be because again that's yeah. that's a dark timeline that I can predict too. Mm, that'll it, all happen. It, it it'll be anim it would be animated like um that Captain Underpants movie, yeah. which wasn't the, the no, Cap- would, no, yeah, no 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 which yeah. wasn't bad. Yeah, but um, it'll 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 look like that or the or the Peanuts yeah. movie. It'll have Finn Wolfhard, who I don't hate. It'll <laughs> have <laughs> Jason Sudeikis yeah. and nine roles yep. uh probably kevin hart in there somewhere mm-hmm. and or just two jason sudeikis's jason sudeikis voicing every character because <laughs> both calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> and then it'll be like hey Hobbes, i'm dabbing you know and then it'll like there'll be like a pop song that's playing over it that has nothing to do with the plot and i'm like that that's it mm. yeah <laughs> i'm done movies <laughs> i'll never love again <laughs> Like but, a like a Katy Perry song over yeah. like you know we're gonna dance at the, and then you know Calvin's doing this with the, and the teachers like dabbing if and you can't see uh, Dan's so. trying to do a TikTok dance but he's too old so. no I, I'll throw my back out so it's <laughs> my coccyx um, but for now we're still in a decent timeline until that yes. day comes and uh, thank you for sharing I guess it's time for me to pick huh yes um okay so few things few things mm-hmm. not yet not yet um <laughs> you know when you were teasing what could potentially be in your pot and there last are two, time there's still two good movies in there <laughs> you emphasized that it was mostly a matter of perspective for you yes that that some of them might be mildly acclaimed movies yes that that you just happen to dislike or or think like would be... or like like in a disliking way yes yeah. like love, love to hate love to hate yeah. or you know that could make for unpleasant viewing experiences yes. yes um mine are all generally bad movies mm-hmm. uh, i i went in with that mindset mm-hmm. to pick uh some crap okay. um but some of them are cult classics. Mm. Some of them, some of them are uh, kind of the farther back my timeline goes, the more cult classic-ish they become. Mm. Um, 
but they are, you know, they are all bad movies. <laughs> um, you know, so the fan bases they have are probably also like a like a love to hate, okay, hate to love mm. type situation. Mm. Um, to maintain sort of a starter trio, my <laughs> picks are sci-fi, horror, and uh, fantasy. Ooh. Um, and they are all bad in different ways. Mm. I have a movie that is uh, bad because it's it's kind of a ripoff. Mm. I have a movie that's bad because the editing turned it into a mess. Mm-hmm. And I have a movie that's bad because it was racist, mm. you know, and, and, and just <laughs> kind of tone deaf. Okay. Um, so, again, on this, when we showcase things here, we are not putting them on a pedestal. No. We are lifting them from the trash, for my episodes, yes. we are lifting them from the trash, inspecting them, going, how did this happen? And putting them back. Putting in them the back trash. in the trash. Yes. Um, and finally, uh, unlike last week, on these slips of paper, mm. I only have the code names. Okay. So that I can dramatically reveal oh, no. what you have picked. <laughs> <laughs> to add an extra second of distress. I think in future, maybe I shall do the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, with that being said, let me shake this up. Uh, all right. Let me reach my reach my delicate <laughs> digits in. Drum roll, please. And the winner is... Codename Rare Muppets. Oh! <laughs> 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 okay. Now, in doing this, a thought comes to mind. Maybe I'll know in the deep annals of my mind. I don't think I will, but I, ha- I pose a guess first. Mm-hmm. Could it be Meet the Feebles? No. All right. No. Okay. Well, then I don't know. <laughs> well, you probably picked the worst movie of well, my bunch. Well, isn't that just fate? <laughs> Laughing at us two weeks in a row. Um, But, uh, because you... Here on the Sinister Six, the misfortune of picking Spookies. Spookies? Spookies. Never heard of this film before. (laughs) Um, You see, uh, Spookies is, uh, you know, a 1985 film. Uh Uh, I gave it the code name Rare Rare Muppets Muppets. uh, because it is a horror movie. (gasps) I love horror. That uh, uses a lot of puppets that range from terrible to okay. (laughs) And, uh, you know... Here's the cover. I see. I, you know, the audience at home can't see this, but Spookies uh, was given a special Blu-ray release by the company Vinegar Syndrome, who take all of these old forgotten B-movies and give them, you know, proper releases, more or less. Mm. Um, you know, so you if you want, like, a Criterion-level remastering and re-release... The box of- looks official. Of terrible films, then you know this is you. You go to them. Mm. Uh, you can find most of them on Amazon uh, or through their individual store. Like uh, a lot of picks that I'm going to bring to the table are going to Our be niche. a similar vein. Mm. Um, and they, uh, you know, either through Vinegar Syndrome or another uh, the Shout Factory mm-hmm. branch off Scream Factory, mm-hmm. they uh, they give a lot of re-releases to films that would be completely abandoned otherwise. Mm. Um, so Spookies was released in, uh, technically, okay, it finished production in 1985, um, but I think it was released here in 1988. Uh, it is directed by, uh, Thomas Doran, Brendan Faulkner, and Eugenie Joseph, with some asterisks there. Um, this film started production as Twisted Souls, uh, you know, and it was, uh... 
the the baseline skeleton of Twisted Souls, uh, when we start watching the movie, you will identify that movie as the uh, bunch of schmucks in cars who get lost in the woods mm -hmm. and wander into a dilapidated mansion yes. where the titular spookies mm. are going to prey on them. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> so, uh, the film was... Twisted Souls was more or less finished, um, but then, uh, as it was almost done with post-production, the, the rug was kind of yanked out from under them, mm. and all of the funding was taken away uh, to pretty much... I think at that point... You know the post-production, like some special effects work, some the you know the score, the other sound things. Like mm. it, it couldn't have been released as a complete movie at that point, and mm. the funding was taken away. Um, other times that I've seen this movie discussed because Red Letter Media did cover it. Mm. They covered it in one of their best of the worst episodes. Well, I have not seen it. So. Um, but they don't they don't do a deep dive into it because mm. they they have to cover other movies, so they only get like fifteen minutes per one. Mm. So we're gonna we're gonna do a deep dive into Spoopies this time. I'm happy. Um, so it you know again it started production as Twisted Souls, and presumably this was sitting on the shelf for a bit. Um, when they were explaining this this movie's background, they said that a you know a print of this movie was screened for the production office, but it was so boring ah. that they knew they couldn't release it as it was. Now, did the production office see Popeye? And I don't believe so. Hmm. I well, so. they might. Well, mm -hmm. the, the, the timelines match up. Yeah. Um. So then, uh, Eugenie Joseph was brought in to direct more scenes. Uh. To in their minds, improve the film. Uh, his scenes are notable because of uh, Billy, a young runaway who oh. is mad that I think everyone forgot his birthday, or they didn't celebrate his birthday well, properly. This is a character after my own heart. Um, and he <laughs> wanders into the woods, and he meets a dark wizard, who I think is played by a dude that we will recognize. He's been in a lot of, like, B-movies, and he's also played... Uh, like a Star Trek villain a few times. I think he's the butler in Richie Rich. I'm not ah. positive. Um, that guy. Um, and he... It turns it into this framing device where the Dark Wizard is uh, kind of sending his werewolf henchmen to cause some of the spooky-related problems in the main house. Mm. But obviously, because they're different movies, these never overlap. Because mm. they were filmed as two separate things yes. and then slammed together. together. Um, so what that leads to is edits where the Wolfman is, like, interfering with things or closing doors or making noises mm. that the the people in the main movie are, I guess, reacting to. But again, it's, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't work. So, um, you know. And for Cringe Corner, specifically, yes. uh, I, I'm going to bring up the Farting Muck Monsters. Uh, <gasps> farting are, Muck Monsters? Yes, there are a, a number of... Uh, one of the spookies, or one breed of spooky, are these mud monsters who are outside the grounds of the mansion. Hmm. Um, and for some reason, they gave them fart sound effects. So, uh, well, I would assume muck, right? Yeah. Made sentient moving would make a similar sound. Yeah, so <laughs> it, it's kind of like 80 yard in there as just random farting noises while hmm. these monsters are attacking people. But again, for the most part, the titular spookies are all terrible puppets. <laughs> and, hmm. and they're like, you know, I think in a few shots you can see the puppeteers and other things, you know, you can... Hmm. It's, it's not, a, it's not a, a high class operation. Yeah. Um, but uh, this movie was, was released... 
Um, obviously not to critical acclaim. Mm -hmm. I think it was mostly forgotten about, but uh, it was aired very, very frequently on the USA Network back and in the day. I know Dan must have seen it there. Well, I, I, I don't, I don't. It was before. No, this was before we were like born, alive, probably. <laughs> Like the late eighties, early nineties, it was it was played all the time on the USA network because I think several of those stations used to do like creature feature mm. hours. Um and it gained a little bit of a cult following because of that, because so many youngsters were tuning into the USA network and then seeing this movie, and it it has ended up gaining somewhat of a cult following for that. Like mm. when I when I was looking through things on Amazon it, uh, you, you know, the reviews are not scathing. They're like, oh, yeah, I remember this when I was a kid. It's Spookies. And then, so, you know, it, it it's not hated. Yeah. But it's certainly a movie that is ripe for mockery. Mm -hmm. So that's why I brought it to the table today. Uh, I'm very impressed. Mm -hmm. As I said, I've never heard of this film before. But you know me. I love horror. Mm -hmm. I'm a horror hound. I love rare Muppets. Mm -hmm. And I like bad movies. So I'm thoroughly invested in this. 100%. Of course. <laughs> and after Popeye, you could show me, I don't know, <laughs> anything. <laughs> There's yeah. a Bruder film and I'd probably get a chuckle out of it. <laughs> well, I, I am excited to get into this because I think this is this is a high tier B movie for us. So uh, I, I hope you enjoy it. Mm. You know, And I, I guess to, to send us off, I'll say, here, Jonathan, have a piece of cake. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, that was spooky oh. <laughs> so yeah so that was spookies um any initial thoughts i listen this is the kind of movie i expected on this so i'm glad we got there at last after popeye last week i loved it it doesn't make any sense i can't wait to piece together the mystery that is this plot and the intricacies of the characters within but yeah. No, I love this. This was this. I mean, it's a terrible movie, but it. it I mean, it's a it's a blast to watch with people. It's. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't recommend this necessarily for no. like, uh, you know, private, you know, film viewing with a with a with a glass of wine and a you know in a projector room. But you know, if you want to sit down and have a larf with some friends, I think Spookies is is very adequate for that job. So, mm. um, okay. Uh, so. Uh, again, I guess a little uh, spoiler insight into how, you know, again, I, I picked Spookies because uh, I was fascinated by it from, like, the, you know, in the very brief time they covered it on Red Letter Media, it, it sounded hilarious. Mm. Um, but they they didn't, they didn't you know, get a chance to do it justice. They didn't get to focus on it mm. because there were many, many more layers to this movie that we got to discover in this viewing. Mm -hmm. Um you know, and as I said, like, in terms of picking movies that I hadn't seen before, but wanted to showcase on The Sinister Six, I was like, I'm, I'm gonna pop them in, and I'm gonna make sure that there are LARFs to be had, so, like, I'll, I'll start watching them, and then when I get to an obviously bad movie thing, I'll turn it off. Yeah. And Spookies, I only made it five minutes <laughs> in. 
Spookies, I made it to the, you know, one of the early scenes with Denim Man, and then I'm like, this is fine. Yeah. I'll bring this to the Sinister Six. And Dan sense. had no idea what else was around that no. corner. <laughs> no. To my benefit, I think. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, it was, you know, this, this is certainly like a, you know... Even our descriptions won't do it justice. No, like it certainly it, it certainly <laughs> sounds like we dropped acid. Yeah, <laughs> just to pop something on. Um, yeah. So like, like again, it. Uh, I guess like trying to delve into this movie more, very very similar to when we talked about Book of Shadows, Blair Witch Two. Yeah. Uh, this is like a more literal result of that kind of production because there, it is literally two movies mm-hmm. it is it is uh the twisted souls movie and then spliced into it is dark wizard and his yeah. his vampire sons <laughs> and uh you know the the plots never overlap um you know so i i'm assuming that the original like based on what we see the original plot was these however many friends there are go into this abandoned house Mm -hmm. and then a very conventional horror movie plays out where carol one of them becomes possessed yeah she becomes possessed they got to go piecing through the occult stuff in this house to figure out how to you know how to stop carol Mm -hmm. and that would you know because she was the friend that was into supernatural stuff and then i would assume you know with her ouija board Mm -hmm. she summons the the titular spookies uh, to attack her friends, yeah. based on different themes that maybe would have made more sense in the original cut. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming we don't. Well, I don't. I, I doubt it. Yeah. But I maybe <laughs> there was something in the original cut that that would have made sense of this. Piece this together into a masterwork of horror. Um, but Carol's role as big bad in this cut is taken away by Dark Wizard mm-hmm. Man, who indeed is is played by the Richie Rich Butler. He 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 played the Butler in Richie Rich. <laughs> Uh, and I am underselling him because he was in plenty of stuff. In yeah. fact, I'll scroll down. I'll look it up right now. Um, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Who would be? Okay, Creon and uh, Crayon. Oh, crayon. Crayon. Is like Fe- held in the purple. Felix Ward and oh, Felix ooh. Ward has played. Um, you know, again. Butler Richie Rich, but he was also a very good antagonist on a few episodes of Star Trek: The Next Generation. But he's I, he's mostly a character actor. Mm. But you've you've probably seen a few movies in him sure. uh, with him. Yeah. Um. But uh, the other the rest of the cast, I don't think so. No. So, um, there are some standouts in these B movie actors, though. Yes. That uh, I don't know if it's them in this role or just the character was written that way. But they're making the most with what they got here. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it's very very little. Um, so I mean, I, I guess, what I suppose without further ado, we'll get into the, the, the meat well, and potatoes. I'm of... gonna prepare to stop you <laughs> consistently okay. as I point out what, um, before we even get into the movie, the Argento callback with this opening crawl, it's the blood dripping the skull. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what is this movie trying to say? None of which ties into little, anything. Little tiny Goonies vibes, too, with the opening? Yeah. It, it, yeah, you get the one-eyed woolly skull shot. And it smiles, because... <laughs> The spookies are sinister. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And then, of course, we open up. We're in a faded Georgian New Jersey mansion, wherever this movie takes place. Yeah. And upstairs in the attic is an old man in a wheelchair, just 
you know, playing a game of chess, pondering yeah. over a, um, a, a casket. <laughs> yes. Um, well, okay, but we open, yeah. I think specifically we open on the rubber grave. Oh, yes, yes, the heartbeating grave. Yeah, so it's, uh, which in a, in a cinematic, uh, you know. It's a bookend. It yeah. opens and ends with it, and we get shots of it throughout. Well, we don't realize <laughs> that. Until the very um, end. Yeah, so the grave is obviously like a like a layer of rubber, yeah. foam rubber, and it's a very so like it's... Nightmare on Elm Street sort of effect. Yeah, so yeah. the the grave is is beating, and something's <laughs> chained within it. Um, and then we we get some, I think, sporadic shots of a a were cat, a cat man, <laughs> cat boy. Uh, Max, the I don't know always his name. Sunny. Uh, yeah. I don't remember yeah. his name, but he, you know, is wandering around the woods, being being creepy. He also has a hook for a hand. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, that's a thing to unpack one. Yeah. He has a hook hand, and he's dressed like a pirate waiter. Yeah, with cowboy boots. Yeah, with cowboy boots, <laughs> a gold vest, and like a ruffle shirt underneath. Yeah, it's, <laughs> so, the, the costume department said, what do you need, baby? They just went through and ransacked what? it. Well, quite literally, it was yeah. probably, okay, we need something that looks like Victorian era. But well, was, <laughs> we have a gold vest and a ruffle shirt. But didn't so. he say it's only been 70 years? Yes. <laughs> that wouldn't be Victorian. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know, and it yeah, again, it's also presumably the United States, so yeah. I, I don't know what they're doing, but uh. that's that's the assumption. Anyways, darling Isabel will bring you back to life once more. Yes, he, uh, uh wizard man yeah. is, is in his room, he's pawning over this casket where his, uh, you know... Bride-to-be stirs and yeah. prepares to be woken. <laughs> Not Winona Ryder as yeah. Isabel is is in the casket. She's How moving. fortuitous that we watched the Bram Stoker's Dracula before this. Huh? <laughs> well, this did it first, yeah. so... Um, but uh, through, through poor acting or what, uh, Isabel is moving. Like, she... The actress is, like... Stirring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so... Um, <laughs> She's wanting to be in a better movie. <laughs> so... Uh, you know, obviously the Dark Wizard has some scheme to restore her to life, but yes. he needs more souls to do that. As you um, do. Yeah. You know. So we cut to a 13-year-old boy named Billy. And you think he's going to be the protagonist, right? Well, he can't because he's in a different movie. He is so. in a different movie. And, and when you know, when I go, he's trudging through the woods and he opens a snowball and goes, here's to you, Billy. <laughs> like the same way i would react if dan forgot my birthday <laughs> yes yeah. his his parents forgot his birthday uh so he's running away from home treating himself to a snowball in the woods <laughs> As um, you do. when he is approached by a mysterious denim clad peter sullivan <laughs> <laughs> it's literally the lost boys he's sitting perched in a tree for no reason like hey kid got a light and of course he does and billy does have a light <laughs> It was the 80s. Um, so, yeah. So, Denim Man just smokes this cigarette, and he's like, go on home, kid. You don't want to be a, a... I've got big plans, says a, Billy. A denim-wearing wood man like I am. Woodsman. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know, but... <laughs> you don't want this life. Go home. And then Billy's like, I got plans. I'm gonna... Big plans! I'm, I'm gonna... I'm gonna run away and... Join uh, the circus we, or something. Yeah, he doesn't... He doesn't get any plot development. Um... So so Billy heads on his way with no conflict, and uh, Denim Man is quickly killed yeah. by Werecat. Just slashed to the face, dead. Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> which is, like, Werecat's preferred way of... When he gets to dispatch characters, that's how he prefers to do it. Mm. Uh, not with claws, but with his hook hand. Yes. <laughs> so, 
I, I don't... Uh, it's an I, odd yeah. modus operandi, Dan. I give you that. <laughs> you may do with what you got. So, so Billy stumbles into an old mansion for warmth. Uh, again, even though they're in, like, Georgia or something, I don't know. No, it's but... a southern... St- it's like I put down, like, the set of A Cat in a Hot Tin Roof, so it's, like, out of a Tennessee Williams play. Yeah. At least the facade. It's, like, a Georgian-style manner, but they're clearly... They could be in the south, but no one speaks with a southern accent. No. Uh, but, I, I mean, there's, like, weeping willows on the property, so I don't... Uh, <laughs> maybe, yeah. It's an old plantation, Dan. But he goes in to, like, uh, to seek warmth... And uh, he is surprised when he sees this room decorated with birthday uh, decorations. There's the old creepy Victorian doll. <laughs> There's the yeah. carefully wrapped packages. The cake and balloons that are deflated on the table. The robot. The robot. Who is not Tiny a robot. He's not a spooky. He's just a toy now, robot. Can we talk? Can we <laughs> talk about the definition of spooky, Dan? I think. Spooky is a broader term in this film. I, I think you're wanting one certain thing to be a spooky, and you pointed that out. I think a lot of things are supposed to be the spookies. No, that's valid. I, if if that if that's a debate worth having, I think it's an umbrella. I'm know. guessing all of the the boogans that populate this mansion are spookies. But that's at least the way I viewed the film. I don't know if there's a specific spooky. So yeah, so he's he's got like this. He's got a, a cake. That says Billy on it's, it. It's very, you know, Jonathan-esque of him to walk into this house and go, for me? A surprise party yeah. out here in the woods? Should I open it? <laughs> I'm gonna open it. And there's, uh, and I think Jawa Boy is introduced oh. at that point. Yeah, this boy's running around dressed as a Jawa, just peeking in doorways. I thought, like, I don't know. I know it's two movies mashed together and it's not supposed to make any lick of sense. But I thought, like, in a way, maybe that's that boy's origin story or something. You know, like, the Jawa was... Billy no. from a different time or whatever, because I no no he's just he's just Jawa boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Jawa boy's snooping around. Uh, he does not interact with Billy. Um, he does pick up a screwdriver as if to kill him, though. Well, that's actually a Chekhov gun. Technically. Yeah, <laughs> technically, yeah. that's yeah. A, that's a Chekhov's gun. So yeah. he uh, he just has a screwdriver collection off screen. And Billy decides to open the big birthday package on the table. <laughs> And, uh, Hello, Dad. <laughs> yeah, using the <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, you complained about my head. <laughs> Dad goes, no. <laughs> this is so, what I'm gonna pull. Dad's next birthday, <laughs> he's gonna walk into this kitchen and have a box on the table. No, the classic uh, hole in the bottom of the box through the table thing. Uh, crayon. <laughs> I, I'm just gonna say cra- crayon is yeah. hiding, and he's like Hoo, boo, and then like you know, and Billy flees in terror. Uh, oh, and then uh, Billy's yeah. being chased by hook-handed Catman, Catboy, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh okay, he's clearly gonna get away. And while this is going on, there's like a, a parallel plot line that they keep flashing back and forth that we're gonna get to next, I yeah. assume. Um, the B story, this A story, or whatever. But Billy is brutally massacred by this cat boy yeah. and shoved in an open grave and buried alive. Billy's fucking dead. That's it. That's it for Billy. He's he's attacked by Catman, which and he... I would expect from an '80s film, but yeah, it's still gruesome. I was like, this is our hero. He's gotta come back, and he does. I think in a blink and miss it in like the end, he might be one of the zombie folks. I was looking for it. I thought I, I saw him. I, so. so I mean, yeah. if you if you spotted him, then it uh, could but just I, be I a regular child. <laughs> I I don't know. Yeah. But there is, in terms of zombies, because spoilers, they're zombies. They're all dressed in fairly modern, modern yeah. clothing. Like they're all like in t-shirts and flannels. <laughs> <In> so <jeans. laughs> most of these people had to have been recent additions to the, the, the spooky's graveyard. Yeah. I I don't know. Um. So, yeah, but Billy is is buried alive. Um, I guess the scene goes on just long enough, 
and Werecat Man slinks back into the house. This Werecat Man gets around, too, throughout the whole film. But He's popping out of doorways. And, and, you know, and that's what, in case we forget to, because I'm assuming we didn't note every time it happens, but the way that they have Catman, Catman inter- like, <laughs> I- I- interact with the main plot is, I would assume, in the original cut of the film, there's classic haunted house moments where doors lock or suddenly yeah. slam shut because ghosts. Mm-hmm. In this edit, where Catman is just holding, holding the, the doorknob. Door <laughs> <Like>, he... <laughs> And that's literally all he does. That's yeah. all he can do. He just walks around the house, and he bumps on things, and he closes doors, and sometimes he's outside the window watching the events of the movie, like, hoo and then disappears, because that's yeah. all. He can't interact with the B-plot. Mm. Um, but I think we're supposed to... The viewers will, oh, he's yeah. the min... He's, yeah, he's, like, ever-present yeah. in this house. Yeah. Works for Big Bad in the wheelchair playing chess upstairs. Yes. Um... <laughs> But now we cut to to the main plot. Oh, our stars arrive, Mama. <laughs> it's so, a cavalcade. <laughs> you wrote down their names. So uh, you wanna... um, did I write down their names, Dan? I've got a lot. We've got Duke, who's the Jersey asshole. Yeah. Main main person. Thought he was going <laughs> to pop back up a little later on. Did not. We've got Billy, the pretend little boy who we lost. Megan, who's there. She's just another one of the girls. There's a lot of people here. Yeah. Adrian is, I think, the British. I called her English for most of the movie. Yes. We've got Dave, who's her boyfriend, who clearly isn't into her. Yes. Um, uh, Carol, uh, who... Possessed lady. Possessed. Um, Linda is the orange-haired one that goes with yeah, Duke. Yeah, not Leia Ramini. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lewis is... Um, Old man? No, is he old man? No, Lewis dies real quick. He yeah. gets sucked through the earth yeah. okay. a little bit later on. Oh, that's uh, right. Um, and not Mike. What's comic's name? And then we have that one girl who I never got her name. The brunette one that's like there till the end. I never got her yeah, name. Yeah, no, I don't know. Her, uh, yeah. Is Peter the puppet man? Peter's not the puppet man. Peter is... Uh, is that old man? That's old man. Okay. Peter's old man. And then it's like, it begins with an M. It's either like, it's not Monty, it's not Mike, it's Richard. Richard. Richard that's is, what is, yeah. is creepy puppet yeah. man. Yeah. And that's all of them except for the brunette that I got the names of. So, uh, <laughs> well, let's, hold on. I have the cast list here. Let's, <laughs> who, who did we not? Uh, Duke, Carol, Peter, Linda, Rich, Megan, Adrian? No, Adrian we have. Adrian's uh, English. Dave... She's not listening. Maybe that was Megan then. Maybe that's Megan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't matter. It, yeah. <laughs> okay. But these uh, these these schmucks are on their no. way from what party, Dan? We have to discuss what because Peter is forty years old. Yeah. And then the rest are ranging from like twenties to thirties. Yes. All different backgrounds of life. <laughs> so the assumption has to be that either we're supposed to assume that they just came from a wild teen party. Or it was like an 80s Coke party. Yeah, and, but, uh, or a key party. They're talking about sports at one time. Was it like a big game that they came from? And they're carpooling for like an after party, I assume. Well, they're all carpooling. They all hate each other. <laughs> and they got thrown out of that party, I think, because Duke started a fight. Because yeah. Duke is the tough New Jersey one. And yeah. he, he, I think he picked a fight. And now <laughs> they're, they're the driving boot. around the backwoods. Uh... <laughs> carpooling together looking for a new party yeah um but old man who, who again is like he looks Peter. like he could be his his girlfriend's father yeah uh, <laughs> is, is is very concerned he's like he's like i don't i don't i think we should just go home but they're they're insistent on looking for a new party or somewhere to party 
because uh, they do have beer and snacks yeah. with them. And Duke insists, since he's like the macho of the group, knows where he's going. And they're just driving down this dirt road. And then Catboy Crothers tosses a branch in front of Duke's car. Yeah, a very small branch. Yeah. Like a, like a you know, just like a, yeah. a like a stick. Yeah, Duke gets out dressed in his garbage bag retalia, regalia. <laughs> yeah, the, the Kingdom Hearts, the zippers it's and garbage bags. It's not even leather, it's like a garbage bag yeah. <laughs> that they make pants and a shirt out of. And it's not fitting him, his shirt is riding up and his pants are falling down every other scene. Because he's too muscly, it's just gonna I, like... <laughs> I don't know. And he can't move this single branch out of the way without Peter's old man strength to help him out. Yeah, yeah. But they do that and they go, do you know where you're going? Of course I know where I'm going, it's right up ahead. And then they pull in to this double graveyard slash mansion. Yeah. That this movie set well, and they note that like, what are all these graves? Who builds a house in the middle of these graves? And I, I think one of them's like, well, maybe the graves came after. Yeah. But it, it's like the the Plan Nine from Outer Space, like foam rubber mm-hmm. headstone assortment. Yeah. So it's it's like most of them don't have writing on them. A few of them have like like uh, phrases yeah. like "Life is short" mm-hmm. written on them. Uh, yeah. Live, laugh, love. I, I don't, you know. It, it, so it's it's not cemetery. It, dying to get in. Yeah, <laughs> and, and they they're suspicious. Most of the characters are suspicious, but like this is a good place to drink yeah. beer and have a good time. Yeah. So they they break in and they're like, no, but Dan, we cut away to me upstairs. Welcome, fools. <laughs> yeah. In the Jonathan scene. couldn't be in this movie, so yeah. we just cobbled together clips of him at home. Yeah, we filmed his scenes in New York and then <laughs> spliced them into the movie, but he's we got all the reaction shots of him, like, you know, but that is literally how it plays out. He's, like, watching me in an excellent, you know. Um, but they, we get, like, a first hint of Carol nonsense because she yeah. looks over the house and she's like no one's there another character that i thought was going to be like our main goth-ish character yes. that like understands the supernatural and has a level head fortunately she's just the possessee yes <laughs> as things go but she's like i like this house i sense a dark energy <laughs> yeah, yeah and i and again i'm assuming maybe in the original cut that was like you know that we got more vibes from her that she's like oh there's nothing living in that house or, mm-hmm. or something yeah um, but that's all in in the mess that is spookies. We we no, we don't know. Mm. So they they go into party. Um, this is when uh, Puppet Man. Uh, well, because we didn't establish what's his name. Uh, Crayon. No, not no, not no. The the guy with the puppet. Oh, um, his name is Richard. Richard. Yeah. He uh, for reasons we don't know, he he literally carries around with him a little hand puppet, mm-hmm. like a little. And here, Dan's like mentioned rare Muppets. I'm like, is that puppet gonna come alive? Is it gonna be a Chucky situation? And nothing happens. No, that he, puppet's well, the, discarded. The, yeah. the puppet's named Mook, <laughs> and then like he does things with it, like you know, like he pops it out from behind a couch. He's like popcorn, having a dialogue, yeah. with, and I'm yeah. like. Who the fuck invited Rich to this this party? <laughs> well, Rich like, is the funny guy that isn't supposed to be funny. Okay, like, but aside from like the weird age range that we have in this, like who who why is Puppet Man? Because he's wearing like you pointed out. Yeah, it's like a, a it's a picture of him with a puppet, but it looks like it could be Jim Henson or Gallagher too. Yeah, so for, like, he's stand up comedy vibe. He's a big puppet fan. Well, then clearly it, you weren't the funny one in high school. But he. <laughs> Well, you know, I assume that anyone who is walking around and you're going to a crazy party yeah. and you're like, what are you doing? You know, and I I don't know. I don't know if that's a way to, 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 to make friends. I, mm. I don't. But it nothing happens. Yeah. Nothing happens with. 
he just kind of like puts the puppet down at some point mm-hmm. and and leaves it. Yeah, yeah. I was more interested in Adrian and Dave because Adrian's English and she's into Dave and Dave is clearly gay. <laughs> Dave doesn't want anything to do with her, and yeah. she's just constantly smoking twelve packs of cigarettes yeah. the whole night. She never stops smoking. Never <laughs> stops. Never stops, and that's why she's my MVP of the movie. She's she's very British. She's yeah. very above this, yeah. but <laughs> but she's there too. Yeah, it's a whole so. cavalcade of characters here. So they arrive. And Duke is swarthing around the room, and he stumbles upon a Ouija board among the likes I've never seen. Well, a planchette. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, the, that the, comes first. Right? Uh, yeah, like they're 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 coming around. And I was I okay. The roundabout thing <laughs> was that at this at their like the little party they have in this room, mm. uh, Rich opens a red stripe that he is carrying for the rest of the movie. <laughs> so like the puppet he loses, but yeah. he has that fucking red stripe yeah. for the rest of the movie. He doesn't let go of it. Just doesn't like... spill it. Doesn't you know? He's just fucking Adrian and her cigarettes and Rich in his beer. So yeah, they're 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 having a very tense, uncomfortable party in this parlor of a abandoned mansion. <laughs> and Duke knocks over the planchette from you know it's yeah. it's, it's the a, bookshelf, a creepy skull yeah. planchette. What does this do? Maybe is it worth money? And Carol's or? like, I've seen one of these before. Yes. <laughs> um, and then. Duke is again is stumbling around the room and he sees a locked door and he's angry about that so he throws a chair at the door but that doesn't do anything so then he just like breaks the lock off of it and uh, a party city skeleton falls out holding a big Ouija board none like I've ever seen before but sure yeah well none yeah. like Carol had ever like yeah. Carol like no like oh it looks like a Ouija board but not with these designs, mm. so it's 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 a rare Ouija board. Yeah. Um, and he's like, usually there's a, you mean this thing we just found? <laughs> and and so, uh, they use it. As I'll never let Dan do in my house <laughs> with Ouija. <laughs> they proceed to do so. Yeah, and as, as you would know, they ask it, uh, oh, like, <laughs> ask it my age. And it's mm, like... Maybe uh, we'll ask something else. <laughs> 24. Oh, it's psychic. And then, they're, yeah. you know, so... But obviously, as with all movie Ouija boards, it starts, like, giving answers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the way this is edited, Dark Wizard Man is influencing what the Ouija board is saying. And his protege, Jawa Boy and Catboy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Who change places occasionally, being yeah. at his side mm-hmm. up in his bedroom. <laughs> like, sometimes he's monologuing to one of them, uh, he's monologuing to the other one. Mm. Um, but he also has the chessboard. Yeah. Which we need to talk about. Because, I didn't, again, I didn't watch... I didn't watch past that five-minute mm-hmm. mark, so I did not realize that he literally does the Lawrence This would be the, the Queen's Gambit, yeah. Yeah, like, he, he does, like, the, uh, all the pieces are moving into place, and it, it's not, like, if anything, the fucked up part is that, if anything, it's, like, closer to checkers, because he's taking people and possessing them, and then doing, like, sleight-of-hand magic to mm-hmm. make a white piece black, black. and he's like, yeah. oh, now she belongs to me, but mm-hmm. it, it's not, like... They just really wanted the chessboard motif in that oh, room. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, they needed something else, and that's an easy prop to acquire. Yes. I assume. Yeah. Well, most of the props in the movie are very, <laughs> very easy, easy to, to acquire. acquire. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of party city <laughs> skeletons in this movie. In a tiny little coffin. In a tiny little coffin. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, um, but it, Carol is corrupted. Yes. Right? That's our next scene where... He goes to Catboy, maybe I'll give her to you. Yes. Catboy's like, meow. <laughs> <laughs> Quite literally, yeah. 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 And Carol gets corrupted. She pulls like an Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2 sort of thing. And she's like, oh, well, she becomes dry <laughs> and <laughs> withered. 
and her eyes roll back and she's clearly possessed and she calls forth the spirits of the damned or whatever and everyone starts to scatter. I know Adrian and Dave run outside and Lewis runs outside and is consumed by a grave marked with his name, Ebenezer Scrooge moment, yes. sucked into the earth. And then <laughs> Adrian and um, fucking Dave, or not Dave, Adrian and... English and her boyfriend, her yes. gay boyfriend. Uh, they yes. run back inside and like, well, that's not good out there. Yeah. And Peter, the old man is like, what's going on out there? I need to go home and take my pills. Come on. <laughs> Again, he's very old. Yeah. I don't know why he's like. Oh, but he's doing some <laughs> heroic feats later We'll, we'll get to film. that. Oh. Um, but, uh, in the first of many character, uh, the personalities clashing, uh, the, uh, <laughs> Peter and Duke are having a conversation where, you know, Duke's like, I'm not, I'm tougher than these ghosts. And he's gonna like, okay, so then you go out there yeah. and you walk across the quicksand and Duke and company go outside, but there are now zombies <laughs> that are emerging from the ground again in fairly modern clothing. Yes. Um, and they... Presumably, you know, this is what's keeping them in the house. This is why they can't leave. Because if they flee into the surrounding woodlands, then these zombies are here. Mm -hmm. So that's... They gotta figure out another way to get out of this mansion yes. or another path. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's why they, they, you know, they can't go out the front door. Mm -hmm. uh, in addition to the wolfman randomly locking Holding the other doorknobs. doors. Yeah. <laughs> um... So then they they have a little more of a clash moment and they decide to uh, split up. Split up. Never yeah. do that. Never break the party, Dan. <laughs> Never separate the party. <laughs> so you know, I I think that uh, I think we go to the basement first. Yeah. Well, while this is going on upstairs, Isabella stirs and we get the the context in the story where she's like, "It's been seventy years, hun. Just let me die. I'm never yeah. into you anyway." And old dark wizard is like, I've spent all this time doing this for you. Yeah. I'm not going to back down now. Yeah. And then Isabel is just like, fine, we've been through enough, I guess. Um, and she comes out of the yeah. casket. It's like, I don't know if it's that scene, but it's the next cut. She's yeah. out of the casket yeah. walking around. Yeah. Um, then we go to the basement. Okay. So then uh, we're in the basement with Duke and... and uh, Do you remember? Duke, Duke's... Megan? Me... me. <laughs> Megan? Megan. It, okay. Megan. Uh, oh, wait, no, no. Not, not no, Megan. it's not Leia Ramini, yeah, who's that's, in the basement. Uh, Carrot Top, Linda. 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 So Duke <laughs> and Linda are in the basement. Uh, the filthy, dirt-covered glass, broken glass-like floor. And they're gonna fuck. Or well, at least Duke, Duke, wants, Duke wants them to, to fuck. But Duke, yeah, he, Linda's, like, oh, it's just nice to lay down. <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> don't, don't drink that wine. It's probably bad. It'll poison. It's not good. But Duke <laughs> does drink it. He he drinks, like, just this bottle uh, of, of vino in the basement. <laughs> and nothing happens with that. But soon, uh, they are both accosted by muckmen. Oh. Who uh, are are living piles of dirt? Who emerge from the dirt floor, and then the farting noises start. Dan left the plane of existence. I did. And transcended to a new one. I did the Winnie the Pooh astral. <laughs> like in that moment, I was like, <laughs> he was out of here, baby. Th this this Dan was on the floor. Because <laughs> uh, because as these muckmen are attacking, which would be like a usual monster movie effect in any capacity, they're just like you know the. The dirt-looking suits, like like Golgotha in yeah. Dogma or yeah. whatever. The shit demon. And they're walking around, and they ADR <laughs> hilarious fart noises Every over everything. Every time they move, yeah. 
And they are fart noises because occasionally they'll have like a cadence, like <laughs> like they'll do like multiple ones. And it's like, and, and I don't, and I remember they joked about that on on the red letter media yeah, thing. And someone like, brought the mic into the bathroom that day. You know, and they're and they're like, was that supposed to be like the sound of like muck slopping about, or did they just legitimately? This needs scene needs some levity, fart noises, and you know, it it just completely ruins any 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 fright that you could get from this moment. It, mm-hmm. It's because they are just walking around and the fart noises never stop. Mm. Um, but I think they are eventually defeated when they throw, like, liquid No, they, get, they cut up in a wine casket and then out oh. pours, like, the River Jordan from this one <laughs> wine casket and washes away the muckman. Because <laughs> yeah. wine is the weakness of mud, or at least moisture. <laughs> yeah, Everyone was... longs to be moist in this movie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a war between moistness and dryness. But the uh, the the you know the muck monsters are defeated. Yeah. Um, and then I have next. Richard is cornered by Carol. Like he's upstairs putting his beer down, getting the doorknob held on him by Catboy. Yeah. And stumbles upon Carol, and then she's out of the next scene. Yeah. And just not there anymore. Through the power of editing, she's not in the room with him yeah. from that point on. Um, and meanwhile, downstairs, well, no, first upstairs, Isabella, she reveals, I poisoned myself to get away from you, and I'll do it again, too, if you let me live this long. Yeah. And then she hops out of the coffin, and uh, old Dark Wizard is like, don't worry, the further she gets from me, the more power she loses. Yeah, monologuing though- to Jawa Boy, yeah. who's in the room, yeah. so. even though it doesn't really matter or seem to work that way anyway. Um, but my favorite interaction, David and Adrian are downstairs, and... Adrian smoking like her tenth pack of the night <laughs> to fall to fall asleep. She's yeah. gonna be smoking, and so. she's going like, "Why don't you touch me?" And then David is like bridging on camp, as you said, going, "I don't give a damn, honey," <laughs> <laughs> and drinking like Jägermeister out of the bottle and then spits it out. And Adrian just has an eye roll. And I'm like, "Where are these two? This should be our main characters." And for a for a slight moment coming up, I thought I was going to be like, all oh, right, she's going to be the final girl. It's going to make me happy, yeah. right? But then but, you remember there are three others, yeah, so. There's too many. But that's going on downstairs. And then um, Carol with Richard, Catboy is sneaking around. Um, what do I have down? Old man and yeah. girlfriend are just wandering. Yeah. Like, they're just, they don't do any, like, they're just wandering around the second floor for most of this part. Yeah, that's the next thing. Old dad, <laughs> Peter and Brunette <laughs> find uh, a spare corpse in the attic, then, is the next thing I have written down. Yeah, with, uh, like... A message <laughs> That says, like, this is the only way to escape. And that, that doesn't... I can't read that, the name, so that it doesn't, doesn't matter. Lead, it doesn't lead anywhere. Yeah. Um, but then we get the first puppet spooky. Mm. Um, because, uh... Adrian is is smoking uh, at that at that point. Uh, Dave has has gone to sleep. He's passed out on the mattress that they've set up yeah, downstairs. The filthy futon mattress in this abandoned mansion yeah. that they're sleeping on, and they uh, Adrian's smoking, and uh, the first puppet spooky makes its presence known because Carol. The you know the framing for all this is that Carol's going across the Ouija board, yeah. summoning the different spookies to like a- attack. The, the people. Yeah. So the first ones to appear are, uh, are like the lizard men spookies. Yeah. They, they oh, are... I, I liked them. Yeah. They were cool. They're yeah. like, they're like polywog, like yeah. swamp creature things. They're like chuds. Yeah. They, they <laughs> like, they, they look like the thing from, like the beast from a thousand fathoms or mm-hmm. whatever. Like they look like that. Yeah. Um, but there is just one puppet, but they have to shoot it so that like it looks like they're all over Multiple, the place. Yeah. So they just move the puppet, yeah. do like a like a reaction shot, and then move it somewhere else, yeah. and then presumably did the stabbing scene. Yeah. And also Adrian 
wouldn't have noticed Dave's face getting <laughs> chomped off. <laughs> yeah, Dave gets chomped by, by yeah, Lizard, killed off screen. Yeah, yeah, turns his face over. Oh my god, he's dead, and half his face is missing. Then she has this epic fight with a poker. She's trying to escape. She drops a bookcase on one of them, stumbles yeah. out of the room, and then calls meekly, "Help!" Because <laughs> her her le- like the the spooky bit her leg. Uh, yeah. which happens mul- to multiple people. But in, like, she the... won't let go of this cigarette for the no. life of her. Iron claw on it. <laughs> so, the you know, she she kind of shambles through the hallway looking for someone to help. Mm-hmm. And, because I, 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 in, next in my notes I have a, electric tentacle spooky. Oh, well, I, before that, it's shot kind of simultaneously. We get more uh, Dark Wizard backstory, mm-hmm. where, like, he's been alive for this long, and apparently he had many children with Isabella. Yeah. And then he tells her that's when she runs out and trips over that prop or jumps over the stick in the way for the first of many times. Yes. And then that's that line. But it's just like, oh, these are supposed to be their children, I guess. Cat boy and lava girl. Whatever. Yeah, no, I'm assuming that that all the spookies are their children. But I don't don't know. I don't know if that's like a byproduct of the, the... soul transfer yeah. thing um yeah and then we get um adrian is walking down a hallway and tempted by the ghost of david yeah that clearly isn't him and then we get this power ranger sort of saturday style villain <laughs> that comes out yeah. i'm like oh okay it's just gonna be oh shit he fucking murdered her yeah it's like a big slimy thing it's got a tentacle it has electricity powers and it and adrian's dead yeah. adrian's dead yeah, and her so. face melts off yeah like, very gruesome yes didn't deserve that no. as the best character in this film um isabel is running through the catacombs and <laughs> my favorite puppet an old crone it's, oh yeah oh <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the the pit witch the pit bitch <laughs> yeah from evil dead again <laughs> uh yeah so so uh you know isabel is taunted in the catacombs by the witch spooky <laughs> just ah um and in, in the crypt keeper's wife and in multiple shots you can see the puppeteer like yeah. like yeah. i thought i saw it once but in multiple shots sustained shots mm-hmm. you see the puppeteer chilling off to the side like man <laughs> so it's it's like oh no no one will notice this yeah uh, but, but she's, the, the witch spooky gives her a fright and she continues fleeing. Yeah, through the trash bag catacombs. Yeah, yeah the, the trash bag wall. <laughs> that led from the linoleum <laughs> kitchen or whatever they were running through. That led from, like, the college basement yeah. where they the, filmed it. The so. layout of this mansion makes no sense whatsoever. No. Um, but it won't be the last time. Oh, and meanwhile, we forgot to mention that Richard is just walking around the house. Well, no, yeah, yeah we get to yeah, Richard next, yeah. I think. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, ri- yeah, yeah, we do get to Richard next. Oh, no, but first Dave and Peter fight. Like, it's going on simultaneously again. Like, the A squad and the B squad, it's like Megan, Linda, Dave, and Peter. Not Dave. Duke and Peter. Yeah, Duke and Peter. Meet up. And Duke and Peter, of course, are button heads because they're the two macho men. And the women are just like, oh, just let them fight. And then they're... It's like they're supposed to... He's supposed to be an even match for Duke, except he's like 80 years old. So It makes no sense, but he's a spry old man. With Yeah, with some stunts thrown in there. Like, uh, Duke goes to tackle him, and then uh, old man, like, flips him. Like, yeah. does the uh, the judo flip yeah, over, over the, the table. table. So, like... <laughs> you can no see sense. the stunt man if you pause right here, so... Uh. It, uh... So while that's happening, Rich is, is wandering through the basement. He's looking for Carol. Uh, well, he's on the second floor. He's he's in one of the rooms. That doesn't where... feel like the second floor, Dan. Uh, no, but he, yeah. he's in he's in one of the rooms up there looking for Carol. And he's like, I gotta piss. Who am I kidding? I can piss anywhere. It ain't the Ritz. <laughs> <laughs> Zip. 
Who's a mannequin? This ain't the Ritz. Like, this would be my role in the film. <laughs> so he hears some noises and he goes to investigate. <laughs> and he finds Cheetah Rivera from Kiss of the Spider Woman standing there. Yeah, no, he, yeah, he, 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 he finds uh, Spider Woman in, in some, like, I'm assuming it's TV an illusion, Caprico but... from <laughs> the Spider Man musical. <laughs> yeah, she, uh, yeah, Arachne or whatever. And, and, and she lures him into this room. I, like, I crossed it out because, like, I thought it was, like, they were coming up on a baby carriage. No. Yeah, it's supposed to be just, like, a dwelling area. I thought it was a baby carriage, too. It was shaped that way. And I thought that, like, oh, was yeah. that, like, a plot with him? Yeah, like, was he it, was... like, a Rosemary's Baby thing? Like, oh, like it's unspeakable. You know, like, and again, like, I don't know, I don't know what the, the plan was here, but I'm like, oh, is he, is the reason he's a goofball, like, he's scared of commitment and doesn't want a family or something? Mm. Is yeah. it, is that what... And then the baby's gonna... But no, it's yeah, it's no. a spider. So. Yeah. It's a spider, and there's this whole spider motif. But um, while he gets trapped in a web, he stumbles into this cheap <laughs> Halloween town web. Yeah, the <laughs> silly string. Yeah, thing. can't escape. But we do get an awesome transformation yeah. here. The only good thing where we get, like, an amygdala from Bloodborne. Yeah, uh, well, you know, yeah. she's legitimately, like, Rom. Like, her head yeah. in the, in the, you know, the... the it, there's... I think it was it was first used in like an american werewolf in london yes it's like the expanding head mm -hmm. prop and it and she's the best puppet yeah. that spider is the best puppet prop mm -hmm. probably it's yeah. not like a it's not a tight competition no. but uh, you know it's probably you know because it looks like it looks like rom and yeah. she's got the legs coming out she's got this huge bulbous like yeah spider head she's shooting acid i think <laughs> well she does an alien and Puts her little mouth onto Rich and sucks him dry, man, yeah. like a Capri Sun. Yeah. <laughs> he shrivels up and dies. So Rich is dead. Yeah, but, you know, Spider-Woman, what's her story? <laughs> Why is she there? <laughs> oh, she says that, like, we're all dead and you're going to be dead, here too. too. Yeah, but, like, she seems like a, a cosmic being that this person has trapped there. And I mean, it's just the B-movie yeah. saying we got to make the runtime a bit longer. Let's add Spider-Lady. And we don't, And we don't know the logic of, like how you become a zombie and how you become a spooky, but maybe some people become spookies and other people just get buried out back. Mm. And then that's, yeah. I, I don't know, yeah. I, but we don't, we don't, there's no world building. We don't know. Um, so yeah, Rich is dead. Ugh. Um, and the fight is going on upstairs, Dan, and it is hilarious. Yeah. Carol summons the spirit of death to inhabit a death statue that happens to be in the same room that Duke and Peter are fighting in. Yeah, we get the Grim Reaper spooky. Catboy is <laughs> holding the doorknob, so there's no way out. Duke gets killed off screen. I assume chopped through the head, but yeah. it's like blink and you miss it, and then he flings off, whatever. He gets scythed. But then, Dan, what does Peter do? Well, uh, they're they're trying to open the door. They can't because Catman locked it. And the best shot in the movie, best shot. Peter gets on a table and he's like, open the door. Get out of the way! And he takes a running dive and headfirst breaks through, through the, the door, door, jumps, like... And then with, gets with up on the other side like nothing happened. Like acrobatic yeah. skill, just does a full yeah. body dive through <laughs> the door. Superman through the door. Rolls through and is like... Ta -da! Oh, it's the best shot. And it is so fucking, like, out of place yeah. and absurd that you don't, like... You know, like, like what the fuck? Oh my god. Uh, but and it, as they're going, yeah. Linda gets slashed by the death statue and is bleeding something fierce in her leg. Yes. Yeah. They stumble. They've gone on for what seems like days. And Peter's just like, let's go into this room here and rest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They go into the antique room. Yeah. And here they find the plot of the movie, I guess. 
Yeah, they or fought, one of the movies. Well, they uh, they 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 edit it together so that you think um, Peter's looking at a picture of Dark Wizard Man, but yeah. in the original movie, he was probably like, because there are a lot of lines that are ADR, and over. they're talking about a vial yeah. too, like this vial after acids dropped or whatever, not actual dropping acid. <laughs> acid no, in and, the vial. and that and that becomes like a plot point later at the mm-hmm. end. That vial thing comes back. Yeah. Um, but throughout the movie, you know, I because I, I forgot to mention that. Carol's lines are mostly all ADR'd to be, re- like, words that the wizard is speaking. Because mm-hmm. you can tell that her dialogue does not match up with no. how her mask is moving. Yeah. So it, it's like, in the original movie, she was she was probably... She was probably the big bad, so mm-hmm. she was explaining what's happening. And then they gotta find... They gotta go through the Clue, clue Mansion and find <laughs> a vial that can repel the demons. Mm-hmm. Or something. Maybe it was holy water. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, they... But it's edited in this shot, so Peter's like, look at all these tomes and charts that clearly that man edit, you know, wizard yeah. on wall was into the occult. And maybe he figured out a way to stop the demons. And and again, I'm assuming that was dialogue that made sense in the original movie. Like, the, the dude who owned the house had been tussling with demons. He lost... And then when Carol came in, she gets possessed, and they got to figure out how this old dude, or how the original house's owner, stopped the demons. Yes. And he did so with the potion. Mm. But, well, I don't know. Well, but, just as they're about to leave, death knocks through the door again, and they have to try to escape to the roof. Yes. Where I say, this is clearly a two-story manor, just jump, you'll probably live. Yeah. <laughs> Land correctly, roll. Sometimes it has I forget shutters. if it's, no, it's bend your knees, because otherwise your knee's going to snap out of its socket, right? Yeah. Yeah. Don't they know that? Like, Land even, on your bottom. And there's so many hydrangea terraces, just <laughs> wisteria yeah. terraces that they could just climb down. And and Grim Reaper Puppet pursues them onto the roof. Oh, and the second best shot of the movie. Peter, confident badass, strolls up to this Grim Reaper Puppet, wrestles with the scythe for a bit, and then tosses Death off the roof and Death explodes. Yeah, no, it's a fiery, like, <laughs> like car explosion, yeah. like... <laughs> And it's like, oh, well, I guess that Grim Reaper was, uh, I don't know, he was made of, like, dynamite or something. I don't, I don't I, fucking know. I don't know. He I, was, he was like a, a Ford Pinto, yeah. a Grim Reaper. I, yeah. Uh, but either way, Grim Reaper Spooky is defeated, yeah. so. It was cool. It was clearly a person in a costume, but it was decent for this movie, I guess. So, and I forgot to mention, but that antique room also has the Party City sarcophagus, which yep. doesn't do anything, and the plastic, the tiny... My preemie. <laughs> Plastic skeleton in the in the casket, which yeah. was another Party City decoration. Uh, um, uh, upstairs, the sorcerer is telling his son, like, are you sure you could kill? <laughs> then the son's like, yes, yes, I can kill. Let yeah. me at him. And he's like, well, you've got to use death and life and balance, none of which comes into play any, no. any form or shape in this movie. And uh, Team Hero is picking up some Party City prop axes and going, we have to go downstairs Get Carol, get the vial, and then get out of here. Well, yeah, Carol will find us, yeah. and then they even go. though we go to her anyway. And I guess they go into like the drawing room, and <laughs> Carol is in there with her Ouija board, and presumably. Her trees. <laughs> yeah, she's been in there the whole time. Yeah, presumably. Um, and then Wizard Man is like, "All right, Vampire Boy, I'm going to give you control of the scenario now. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't need Carol anymore." 
so then Carol's head opens up and the deadlights. This, this is thing. like the amygdala. This is like that um, frenzy. Know, yeah, it <laughs> literally like, is. Oh yeah. my! Yeah, my, oh, head, oh. my sinuses are yeah. killing me. Yeah. <laughs> owie, 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 owie. <laughs> Ooh, like, you know, it's just like it's, that's all. It, it's like the blue raspberry. It turns into the migraine commercial. Yeah. Ooh. Like ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then they start growing old, and I was like, well, Peter was already that age anyway. Yeah, well, Peter's old effects work a little bit better. Because he's already old. Main brunette just has dust thrown. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, just, they, they powder her, and then that's and it. And then Linda's just a corpse. Yeah. <laughs> she was the first to go. Well, doesn't Linda get laser beamed? Oh, yeah, that too, yes. I think she gets, yeah. Because yeah. like, when she they walk cool. into the room... <laughs> Carol yeah. laser vision. No, well, the she's prop. like, why is it so dark? And then Carol's standing right there, like, surprise, bitch. <laughs> yeah, bazoink, and then lights the, the, the prop axe on fire, uh, and Peter's like, Eesh. hot. <laughs> so, and then, like, and again, so, and then Peter is, is there, they're stuck in the, uh, you know, the migraine commercial thing, and Peter notices that there is a skeleton holding a vial nearby. Yeah. So he, he, Summoning his old man's strength, uh, crawls across the room to grab the vial. Uh, Vampire Boy briefly offers resistance by making the spooky skeleton, like... Strangle. Make a very faint attempt to stop him. Yeah. But Peter just, like, breaks its arms off and then it goes back to sleep. Um, Sleep. (laughs) So then uh, he picks up the vial and Carol's like, no, and... and (laughs) Picks up the Ouija board. Picks up the Ouija board to defend herself. The vial hits the Ouija board, explodes. And then everyone dies. You know, everyone dies. Yeah, (laughs) everyone everyone actually dies. Yep. Um, So... We got our C-plot now with Isabella and her husband. Isabella's running through the catacombs. She stumbles upon, like, a window and sees greenery. She's like, picks some leaves and goes, I know what must be done now. And I, and I gave the movie too much credit. I think I gave the movie too much credit. Like, I, like, I, you know, she poisoned herself. So I thought that she, you know, there was like a nightshade plant or something growing Mm -hmm. in the garden. Yeah. And then she was gonna, you know, cause Dark Wizard's like an incel. So he, he was gonna, she was gonna like chew up like the poison leaves and then kiss him Mm -hmm. and kill him. No. But that doesn't. She instead she like sneaks uh, like a, a screwdriver or an yeah, ice pick, like like that that previously Dark Wizard had yeah. put in the in the chessboard to make a point about something, and she hides it in her shawl, and then stabs him in the fucking head. Yes. <laughs> and then just skedaddles out of there, and he's like, "No." Yeah, Wizard Man had no backup well well he does in the moment he's defenseless against getting stabbed in the head and then we spend the last 20 moments of this movie running with linda she's going down the wisteria terrace we get a jump scare isabel oh i'm sorry isabel isabel and she gets a jump scare with mama yeah the the last spooky we see is mama spooky who's like mama and then (laughs) Because, yeah, because she flees down the terrace, she runs uh, into, like, the, the graveyard woods, mm-hmm. the zombies start popping up. Mm-hmm. And we, again, as you said, it's a very long scene. Yeah. It's like, feels fell like... time, fellow time! Vamp, vamp! And it just keeps going. And that's actually, that scene is actually, like, the like the shitty herb bee cover that's <laughs> on the inside of the box, see, if I'm yes. showing the, my co-host here. Um... <laughs> 
And I'm wondering, like, when are they going to put that? Because we haven't, for an 80s horror movie, they haven't attempted boobs yet. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, how are they going to get the gratuitous fan service in here? And it's, like, it's literally her writhing around being grabbed by the many, many, well, the many edited zombies. (laughs) seemingly many edited zombies. (laughs) uh, That are popping up and grabbing her. They tear off her main dress, so she's in a nightie. And she runs away from them. Gets confronted by another group of zombies, gets away from them because really she just like like stumbles out of their grasp. Yeah. Like she kicks a few, she she football kicks one head like like that was a cool little yeah. like okay that was yeah. a because they do that and someone does that in Demon Slayer like yeah. a zombie's coming up and they just fucking punt the yeah. head, uh but she's running all over the grounds. The zombies are coming out of everywhere, um but finally after a very long scene. Yes. She gets away and comes across a dude who is parked by the side of the road outside. Uh, I don't know what he was doing. Stopped on the road to take a piss. Mm. I don't know. Uh, and even though she's... Like, Victorian. Yeah. She, she tries to operate a car even though it's only been 70 years. Yes. Which maybe that was another... Well, no. No, that's that's the new, that's the new film. Yeah. No, that's just stupid. So... Yeah. Uh, but guy who owns car comes back and is like, okay, I'll get you out of here. And they, they, they drive off and, uh, you know, they're, they're like making the escape. The zombies make an ineffectual attempt to stop them, but they're driving away. And Isabel's like, I'm so glad I'm free. But then, uh, you know, the guy driving is like, but you'll never be free. And the large it's, Marge reveal. It's Catboy. <laughs> it's Catboy. Well, Catman. Yeah. yeah. It's the, it's the hook hand. And, and then she screams. And then we... Flash, flash sideways to Sorcerer's Son upstairs, steepled fingers, and the grave pulsating. Yes, uh, the pulsating grave from the opening finally splits open, and it's... Old man. Dr. Spooky himself, <laughs> who pops out of the uh, of the grave and is like, and then, and then the movie ends. <laughs> to, you know, and I, I should say that, that that final scene, and most of this, like... There's a lot of heavy 80s synth that comes yeah. in. Yeah. It's used most heavily during the... Uh, the last scene. So I'm assuming when they they were filming that stuff, they got a hold of, of a synth, yeah. and they're like, well, <laughs> you know. <laughs> when in Rome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and the credits start rolling. Oh, my God. Well, I enjoyed it. Yeah. That's how I'll start this little conversation. I think it's, you know, it's Camp 80s Fair. Oh, yeah. It's Horror Fair. This is what I love. It's fun. It was much more interesting than Popeye. At least I had a plot. It had some moments of silence, which thankfully <laughs> led... I mean, there there was no plot. Let's be frank here. Like, yeah. butchered that. But it's fine. You could see past that to the endearing qualities of this film. Definitely. Yeah. I, I legit... Like, I love this. This yeah. was, this was like, I'm, yeah. I, I'm happy... To to at least own this this Blu-ray, you know. Again, if we can plug Vinegar Syndrome or mm. you know the companies that do this, because these films aren't going to get like you know the love flashy they deserve, yeah. releases otherwise. But the scariest part of the evening was when we thought it bricked your PS5. Oh my god, <laughs> so, unmentionable! Like this Spookies was going to be what killed your PS5. So I wouldn't have it any other way, Dan. <sighs> but uh, do we have a tasting time? Things to recommend. Well, I I mean I would say just general cheesy horror fans mm. like eighties horror like this this is like a, like the quintessential version of that yeah like this is all of that on a platter yeah like weirdo unlikable characters who are yeah. scurrying around a house bad editing with a wizard involved puppets 
tons of spookies. Yeah, and, and, and it's, like, a lot of moments that seem to try to, like, want to rip off other better mm. horror plots, mm. like a Night of the Living Dead type setup with yeah. the house, and, and, you know... Like, I'm assuming that was the appeal to use all the puppets, was that we can have different kind of monsters in here. Yeah. But, you know, they're the spookies, so it's <laughs> the effectiveness is is cut down. Mm. But uh, I, yeah, so. I, I would also recommend it for the same reasons. Um, I think it's just camp. Yeah. It's camp in a way. It's not quite camp. It's more 80 sleaze than camp. But yeah. it's bridging the gap, and I love it. I can't wait to see what else Dan has picked down the line for his Sinister Six. Thank you. This is a similar style. That's Thank what you. to expect. Yeah. Hmm. Well, with that, before we end the episode, where can our fans reach us on social media, Dan? Uh, you can follow me at King underscore Danis on Instagram, as well as our adjacent anime was not a mistake podcast Instagram account. Mm, and you can follow me, Jonathan Wykowski, at Losing My Mind JK on Instagram, Drink and Read JK on the Twitter on my other podcast. I have Nightcaps at the Theater, where we watch movies kind of like this <laughs> and get a little drizzy drunk. And, um... Uh, drink and read my War and Peace recap podcast mm-hmm. halfway through the book. Can't believe that. It's already arrived. Um, aside from that, remember, you can always rate, review, and subscribe, especially on Apple Podcasts. Truly helps us out. Mm-hmm. And we're free. There's not even ads in this. The least you can do is, you know, drop a five star. That's all you can do. We don't ask for much, right? If you want to see we Dan smile. Yeah, we don't, we don't ask for <laughs> anything. Think, think about all the spookies. That I, think, you'd be... I think, yeah, the spookiest thing you can do is not leave a review. <laughs> you know, the spookies would be very upset if you don't give us five stars. So <laughs> just think of them. <laughs> oh, well, we are returning to anime yes. next episode. And I think that this might be the moment, you know, where Dan brought, you know, the, what was the Vamp- Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust, Bloodlust that yeah. I loved? Yeah. Think I'm bringing a series that Dan is thoroughly going to enjoy that I know he hasn't seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, I pose three words, Dan. Read or die. Oh. Mm. Mm. See you then. <laughs> Spooky. <laughs> Ooh. All according to plan, Dan. <laughs> like a game of chess. <laughs> You're in trouble. <laughs> What? You survived anime was not a mistake spin-off series? The Sinister Six? Well, there's always next time. (laughs) As you wait with bated breath, remember to rate, review, subscribe, where most podcasts are easily found, including Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, and more. Remember boils and goos if you enjoyed the hosting by me, Jonathan Kwiatkowski, stand-in Cryptkeeper, and the Igor of my eye, Daniel Ryan. Support us on social media. And last, but certainly not least, remember to reach out to us on Anime Was Not a Mistake Pod on Instagram, or follow Anime Was Not a Mistake Podcast on Facebook. This way, we can continue to make our anime-based dreams come true, and your nightmares a reality. Until we meet again, remember to constantly ask yourself, is anime a mistake? We know for certain that any film with the Sinister Six misnomer is destined for depravity.